This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. It's me, Roz Dresfelez. I saw a really interesting story in the Facebook page, ghosted by Roz Dresfelez. It comes from Blake. And Blake writes, I've had many a paranormal experience, but I've never actually seen a ghost. Until yesterday. I live in my friend's house. He lives elsewhere. And his parents' car is parked in the driveway. His parents also... Both passed away in the past year. So last night, I was walking to my car, which was parked on the other side of the driveway from the parents' car, and I got about five feet from the driver's side of the parents' car. I looked up, and through the driver's side window, I plainly saw my friend's dad sitting in the passenger seat looking straight ahead. It was exactly him. Same hat, glasses, everything. I stopped in my tracks and realized what I was looking at. My heart was racing. My adrenaline is pumping. And I took a step closer. When I did, he looked down into his lap. I kept walking around towards the front of the car to walk around to the passenger side. And when I got in the front of the car, he was gone. I truly don't know how to describe what it's like to see an apparition like that, because you plainly see what is in front of you, but your brain is saying, this is impossible on repeat. It was so cool, and I'm so glad that I had that experience. It definitely has affirmed how I feel about the paranormal, and I find it super exciting. 
So do I. And if you have a story for me to read on the show, go to our Facebook page, Ghosted by Roz Dressfulness, or you could leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Today, I am joined by Chris Fairbanks, who I absolutely love. He is a hilarious stand-up comedian, and he recently did a special on Comedy Central, so you can check it out. And uh, I love him. And he also has a great podcast called Do You Need a Ride, who he hosts with Karen Kilgariff of My Favorite Murder. So we talk about that a little bit. And he actually has some really good stories, and he lives in a house that is currently possibly still haunted. So, here he is, Chris Fairbanks. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Chris Fairbanks. Hi. Hi. I'm like such a huge fan of yours, Chris. I'm like, because, okay, I love Do You Need a Ride, your podcast with you and Karen Kilgariff, who I'm obviously, who isn't obsessed with Karen Kilgariff. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also a big fan of yours, too. Oh, thanks. And I've seen you around doing stand-up for years, and I just think you're great. Thank you. It's so funny, because now Murderinos turned, like, people that listen to My Favorite Murder that now listen to Do You Need a Ride. Mm -hmm. But you two are so great together. Like, together, too, I think is, like, so special, the two of you. And since I listen all the time, I heard a couple of months ago you were talking about you think that your apart your your new place might be haunted. It started with you saying you thought I might, and then I try. I was my ears perked up, and now what's going on? It was very obvious, and like you were saying before, I was ignoring a lot of the signs that were happening, just noises in my kitchen specifically. When did you move into this place? Uh, about seven months ago. Okay, into Echo Park. I lived in Venice Beach for like sixteen years, and I just wanted to move. Uh, to, I always kind of wanted to live in Echo Park. There's just more going on, easier to go to comedy shows. But this place is a very old building. And uh, and I really think I triggered something by... There was a door that was painted shut, and I didn't know what was in there. I thought... I think I was doing a lot, putting up some light fixtures, and so I wanted to find the breaker box. But it wasn't in there. It was an ironing board, like a cool old... With like these gears, like big wheels, and it comes down, and it probably hadn't been used. Wait, for... but it was painted shut. It was painted shut. Why did they do that? P.S. I think that yeah, maybe they it just w- want to put paint over it and act like we're not going to notice. Because t- twenty-five years ago, it wasn't cool that this that this thing was twenty years old and right. kind of rusty and dusty. But now, when you now open it's it up, vintage. it's like oh, now yeah, there's a fine line with uh, old and. And, uh, and so vintage. Paint it shut. Yeah. Paint it over it. And so I left it open. I even, just because it was an interesting box in a wall with these rusty wheels, like a gear system that rotates and turns together as you bring down the uh, ironing board, that I put candles in there, which may have added to the. <laughs> I was like, why well, want to light you this up? You literally conjured up. Yeah, <laughs> I put candles, and I thought it kind of smelled, so incense ensued. No, <laughs> but I really think leaving that open, I was working on my kitchen. I was painting everything because it's like an old 40s kitchen, maybe older. And um, so I was painting the ceiling, I was putting up curtain rods and everything, and I would. The main, the biggest thing, other than noises in the night that I was ignoring. What kind of noises? I, I just loud bangs and things falling over, like actual physical objects moving. I put up a, I had a 
a long pole for with a roller on it for doing my ceiling. And I put it against the counter and had it wedged at the the apex of four uh, tiles. I just had it. So it was leaning at like a 25-degree angle against the counter. And it fell in the middle of the night and woke me up. It was a loud smack, you know, a wooden pole hitting the middle of a tile floor. And it was in the middle of the floor. It would have made sense if... You know, where I had set it down on the ground, that slid out and it kind of slid down the, you know, like when a person passes out against a wall. Yeah, slowly I don't know why. Goes down. I've never seen that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but slowly sliding and rest. But this, it fell the opposite way in a way like, that. As if someone pushed it. As if someone pushed it or wind hit it. But there was no wind and my windows were closed. So that was a big, That I was like, that is notable and made me nervous and made me not sleep. Then, Do you go to ghosts in your mind when something like that happens? Not usually. I'm I'm someone that's like... <laughs> usually? Let, How often does this kind of thing happen? Uh, occasionally, there are unexplained phenomenon and I'm... And I don't... You don't go to oh, ghosts. Yeah, I like to go I logical do. for... Because I'm not... I grew up not even spiritual. Uh, even when I was in... A youth group in high school, it was because they did fun stuff and there's free food on Wednesdays and girls that I was scared to talk to at school were there. So I would go to that and it was and it was fun and adult people that were, you know, that I looked up to that were nice, normal, not beating you over the head with the Bible or with anything. There was no head beating. <laughs> That's good. Uh, it was I I had a good time with that, but even the whole I would became friends with the pastor. He would have me because I was handy. I worked on his house on some stuff, and on per he'd hit his thumb with a hammer and go, "Ah, oh, shit!" Like swear <laughs> just to be like, "Hey, I'm cool." Just so you know, he was great. Mm-hmm. We went to San Francisco. He dropped me off at the Embarcadero to skateboard while everyone else went to the haunted. Uh, I should have gone to Alcatraz, but I went skateboarding. He let me do that. The point is, he was he was cool and. Uh, but and, you didn't believe in the and haunted I said Alcatraz. I never read the Bible. I don't know that I'm a God person. He's like, that's okay. You're morally sound, and uh, we all like you. So I was welcome there, and there wasn't the pressure of becoming religious because I had kind of atheist parents. So, See, but that's it, what I think is interesting about ghosts is that you don't necessarily have to be religious. You don't have to be a science right. person. You just like it can happen to you anyone. You definitely have to be what everyone says they are. It's spiritual. And I don't even think I was that. Yeah. Um, and I think that I talk myself out of anything because as a kid, and this is a whole other thing, I was hearing, I think they were panic attacks now, but I was hearing a lot of voices and things that I thought were going to were either uh, spirits or the devil or uh, or I thought, oh, great, I'm going to be schizophrenic um, in when I'm in my 30s. Like yeah. I was so – it was background noise being amplified. Uh, like during a test, all the, everyone's uh, scratching pencils would all of a sudden sound like <laughs> – like, and there is an emotion attached to it and it would it, – I would – be unable to finish that test or I would have to go on walks and I would talk to it and say, get out of me, get out of my head. Like I thought it was a devil. And that was like sixth grade up until college. Oh, wow. And when it happens now, I'm realizing this is like a weird, I've heard, I've met some people that know what I'm talking about, about ambient, like background noise that's otherwise unheard 
literally being amplified so, to where I have super hearing and then also a very negative emotion attached to it. So that made me think I was getting possessed as a kid uh, or something. So I kind of shut, I had to tell myself that's not a thing uh, because I scared. And if you're not, if you don't know what happens when you die, you kind of aren't open to ghosts and things. Totally. So, and that was my, it, it was too scary for me, even if it was a friendly Casper type ghost that right. just knocks over things and does childlike behavior, which back to my kitchen, that's kind of what was happening. I, When I was painting, I put up tape on the ceiling, which never works, by the way. Just do it by hand. It's not going to be, it's going to bleed and you're going to fuck up your wall. I hate just that. so you know. Yeah. I repainted everything over and over and took video of it. Uh, but uh, I sat down the tape. I did some painting, looked down, the tape was gone. I knew immediately. I know that I set the tape there and now it's not on this blank countertop. I knew right away. There's no explanation other than a ghost. Where was right it? Right away. Uh, I I had to walk out of the room and say out loud, please put my tape back. I immediately felt like it was a little kid because who would hide something? That's a childish thing to do. I shut that ironing board thing. Not right then, but later that day. I'm like, this is this where the kid comes in. Maybe it's big enough to have hit him in there. Oh, oh God, no. what if that's where he died? What if he's buried in there still? Well, yeah, but with a very nice uh, shirt with no creases. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it was an ironing death. Yeah. Uh, uh, I went outside and said, please put the tape back. Uh, I'm trying to make this place nicer. Uh, I like it here. I just said things like that, and I went back in. The tape was on the camera. So you left the room, and when you came back, it was... Yeah. Did you look for it? I very much looked for it. Then where the hell... Yeah. See, I've talked about this before. When stuff like that happens, I want to see footage. Like, how does it does right. it fly? Exactly. Does it slide like a snake? Does it slowly dissipate uh, like yeah. particles and... And, and uh, then come back to the I, form? That I, oh, uh, that's why I kept thinking after that. Like, I wish I had video. Came back. I wish I could see it just uh, there be a glitch and it disappear. Yeah. Or yeah, like Slide. floating away oh. on, on filament line. Uh, and then another time I was putting up a curtain rod and I the little hardware for it, the little screws and the little hook. I put it on my drawing table at the edge, like because it would suck if I lose. There's only it only comes with limited hardware. And I put up one side, looked down, the other one was gone. And that one I didn't find until days later. I was like freaking out, kind of going crazy, like yelling at a kid, put it back, I'm trying to... I was already frustrated. Wow. And I uh, ultimately I ended up just burning... I looked some things up and I had a friend that helped me and she brought sage and I said some words and I took it really seriously and it kind of stopped after that. Does that scare you, though? Like, are you actually scared, or are you just annoyed, or how do you feel? Yeah, at first it scared me, but then when things get really real, it's kind of like when you end up in the hospital and someone you care, or an accident happens, things get serious, you kind of become a person that's like, oh, I have to deal with this. If I just went down the scared route, I may have moved out. Like, I was pretty freaked out. 
And the place is great, right? I really liked it. I mean, yeah. it has a garage. I'm willing to have a room, a dead little kid roommate for that garage. <laughs> I mean, if all he's doing is hiding stuff, I just, if a piece of tape or a roll of tape is going to float away, wouldn't a hovering butcher knife uh, also hover over my head? I don't even want to think about it, but now I am. And then drops right well, when I wake up. Here's what I'm thinking about. You have this cute idea that it's a little kid. It could be a grown-ass adult that's messing with you. You don't know that it's a little kid. I So I... The day or next day, thinking about that, that's why I was thinking, I'm like, what if it was a murderer? What what if... I don't know the history of this place. I went to um, a happy hour in my area and just coincidentally, I was talking to the bartender. I said, I love this new area. I moved over here. He's like, where at? Oh, this street. Is it near this street? And we figured out, oh my God, you're in... I grew up in your bedroom with two sisters, like an entire... It's a one-bedroom apartment, but he said... He's in the actual one. He lived in my place wow. with two... They're all grown up now or in their 30s, and the parents lived in the living room. And now um, the mother lives behind me, and this guy's uncle lives on the other side. So I'm just sandwiched in between. So have you said anything about the ghost? That was the first thing I said. It's <laughs> like, uh, okay, I'm glad I met you. Um, did a lot of uh, things go missing? Any haunting? Is there any history? Did anyone die? And he was like, my family has lived in that place uh, before I was born. And after that, uh, one of my brothers lived in there. I still get his mail. So it's all it all checks out. And he said he didn't know about anything ever happening. It's probably because they kept the ironing board. Right. Uh, they painted that shut and lived normal lives. They knew. And then I cracked open the vault and it was like those <laughs> Nazi demons in Indiana Jones. I'm going to reference a lot of movies. But, but probably you've seen it. I just thought my face was going to melt off. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he made me feel better, though, not knowing anything. He's like, come on. And they're, you know, they're very Catholic and stuff. I thought, well, he looked like a dude that believes in ghosts. I don't know. Yeah, well, Catholics always believe in ghosts. Right, right. Yeah. He's like, no, not there. And then that made me feel better. I needed to find someone that lived there. As a kid, it, he would have experienced something. You would, would think. So it, it took away from uh, my fear. Just It made me feel bad because I had to. I'm going to keep living there. I put yeah. up wallpaper for God's sake. In, I had to in completely two understand that. Yeah, yeah. Once you put up wallpaper, you're living with ghosts. Did somebody live there in between his brother and you? Yeah, and I found out that guy lived there for six months. Really liked it and moved out without anyone knowing why. That's a ghost. That is ghost. That is ghost like activity. What well, if he was the ghost and my neighbor who said he was fun and like and liked it there? He just one day was gone. Was he six years old, living by himself? <laughs> No, she said it was of a normal age, but translucent. translucent. And you I had to look up through that the wall. Oh, kind of like transparent, <laughs> but foggy. What, 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 what? Row, Ruby, row, no. I, well, would you consider putting the 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 thing down the the, the, ironing, the ironing board? board? Would you consider putting it down and setting up cameras for content? Uh for internet I, fame. I hadn't, but I should have back when it Why was... Why not? I don't do want, the sage. I, I don't know how you do that, but... It was not... And just do... Hey, we can always rely on my sage. <laughs> Undo this again. It worked once. I'm sticking with it. I did not like having a dead little boy hiding my tape. I was... That was not... Okay. I... But it was the version of a haunting that would be kind of fun. 
Uh, it could be worse. Yes. I've heard some spooky shit. Yeah. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but Watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed. But will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. There is my other story. Is it okay if we move on from Let's that? Let's go to another kind of, one. The, the other one, and this was at a time where I really, if someone said anything about ghosts or aliens, I'm like, no, sorry. Don't believe I, uh, in that. Yeah, I. When was I'm, this? I'm above that, or I'm smarter than that. Uh, up until my mid twenties. Okay. Early twenties, I moved to Austin, and Austin has a lot of old buildings. And the Driscoll Theater, which is on their famous Sixth Street, uh, where everyone drinks at night and horses, the cops on horses come and beat you with a baton. I wish it was the horses. That would be <laughs> cute. Uh, but anyway, like, it is a kind of a bourbon streety type street with live music, too much live music, just overlapping covers of the same song happening uh, at once. But there is this place called Buffalo Billiards and it was an old, it was kitty corner from this famous on the registry, people taking tours of the Driscoll Theater. That was a known haunted place. I've seen it on shows. If you Google it, the first thing is hauntings. Oh, and wow. And is it an active theater Cigar still? smoke always coming out of a painting of the guy of Driscoll. Like, you read about that constantly. That's enough for me to be like, yeah, I guess it's a thing. Why would everyone make up, you know, the same cigar smoke thing but even at this point in your life when you don't believe in this stuff you would have i did not yeah i did not believe in it and i was there i used to paint windows for christmas uh like happy holidays and snow scenes and they were a big uh, they owned a couple bars and i would do an entire snow scene around the whole corner with like ice skaters and trees and you're also an artist yeah I, i i painted windows for christmas since high school up until uh, moving here even, you know, and it was fun there because it's not winter. In Montana, I had to bring a hairdryer because oh, it would freeze. One time I did a nativity scene of, at this car dealership and the guys wanted to be in the nativity scene. How blasphemous. <laughs> I can't remember who Jesus was, but it was a human man. 
and it, the paint froze. Oh, no. And then and overnight thawed out and dripped down and then it dried and so they called and I showed up and it looked like they were all just burn victims. It was very the eye like melted down onto the baby Jesus cheek like Goonies monster. Uh, it was really a mess and I just scrape it off and start over. Anyway, in in Texas it would dry. Uh, it wouldn't freeze. And uh, but still at Buffalo Billiards when I did the upstairs room rather than get scaffolding and everything. I'm like, well, I'll just paint it from the inside, uh, which means you have to do it backwards. You have to start oh, right. start with the twinkle in the eye and end with the red of Santa's hat. You know what oh, I'm saying? God, that like the, hard. it was hard. And they wanted something on every other pane of all these 30 windows. So I was there all night. I was doing a starry night mural on the ceiling. I went the next day. This was during the day. And as I was painting, you know, he let me in. I was in there for a few hours. I, I was hearing people partying, like cheersing and laughing, like clearly already drunk, putting up Christmas decorations or whatever in the next room. There, it was a big pool with all these old pool t- tables uh but i didn't know i just heard people in there and then as i was painting it was just that typical thing that you hear about a lot where i would feel something pass behind me or a breeze on my neck and i peripherally would just look to see if someone was there but i was focused on doing what i was doing and closed off to to any kind of ghost activity but it was happening while i was painting uh, a glass, a stack of pint glasses fell over. That's a that to it's me is major. That's heavy, and it was loud, and they broke, and it startled me. But I thought, oh, someone, it was on a puddle of water, slid to the edge. Sure, felt yeah. I've had that happen. It's not a ghost when that's happening, you know. Yeah. But why would it be wet? They just opened that morning. This is in retrospect. Uh, anyway, I paint all all of this stuff was happening. Uh, but I had to finish the job that day. They were having a Christmas party. And um, and then this guy showed up at like 1030 or, you know, before noon. He said, hey, I'm back. Sorry to lock you in. If you want to go have lunch or something, you can leave now. And I'm like, oh, no, there's a bunch of people. I can hear them laughing and putting up decorations. And he said, "Oh yeah, no, that's that's ghosts. Those are dead uh, ladies of the evening." Oh wow! Or that's it- when he told me that Buffalo Billiards is, which I think it's still called that. It's this pool hall place. He told me that, and I still was like, "Oh yeah, ghosts scaring the guy painting during the day." But but I there was a bathroom up there where I washed my brushes when I was done, and I went down the hallway and. It just felt it felt creepy, and then when I came out with my wet brushes, I suddenly something was closing in behind me, and I ran, and I didn't even there was no indicator why, and I'm not a scaredy cat, uh, you know, like I usually would just stand there and take something like this, but it was so scary, I had to run, I didn't see anything, I just felt something, this whole thing, and that was more real and scary and threatening than the tape disappearing. That had a, like I already have said, a childlike charm to it. But what I felt in that place was real and it was scary and impossible, except to someone like you that's open to hearing it, to explain to people and get their sympathy or anything. 
And then at the end of the day, everyone that works there was telling their ghost stories about working there. One guy was like, oh, yeah, I'll come here early in the morning, and that, that pool table in the corner will be covered with a white powder. And then I turn on the lamp above it, and it kind of uh, floats away. There's a light Whoa. triggered by opening a door under that staircase. It'll, it'll be packed, he said. Like, the middle of the night, on a busy night, it'll be open. The light is on. He goes and shuts it, goes back behind the bar. It's open, and the light's on again. They all had stories. And then one guy was like, yeah, I saw a glass floating through the air. And they were all like, ah, no, you didn't. <laughs> Shut up. Like, they, there was, and they were serious about it. And it was these kids that worked there. Or what? They were 30. I call people kids now. Uh, but, yeah, it was, that was real. And that was scary and hard to, you know, explain to people. But it. So after that day, where you, did you change your mind? I'm like, officially? I guess I got to start going to church because when you die, you either float around or you. But I never got around to that. I just got open to. You know what? It, it, a very good friend of mine died. And then the next year, my mom died. And I, I felt their presence all the time. And that was a big. I believe in ghosts, like spirits or someone's energy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it was very obvious after my friend's act died. I and we were at his funeral, and everyone kept coming up. They're like, I keep seeing him come in the room with his Carhartt jacket and his cowboy hat. He became a cowboy later in his life, uh, and it'll end up being someone else. Everyone kept coming up and saying that it was so wow. real. And we went to this place where we used to play. He used to play pool. I think billiards is a big part of hauntings. <laughs> it uh, seems to be. We we put he liked that cheesy American Pie song, and we put it on the uh, jukebox. And then my friend kind of got emotional, and we left and got in my car and turned on the truck, and it was on the radio. Mm. Like things like that. That uh, you know, I'm like, well, that's undeniable. It to me, it felt, totally. Yeah, I can tell people about it, and they'll be like, "Yeah, that's a coincidence." It's called a coincidence. No. It's like not when there is this feeling attached to it, and that's what's impossible. Even on a show where they have black light and and equipment, it's a feeling that's hard to convey unless you're in that situation. That's uh, totally yeah, and and I don't always know if you have to be open to it. I mean, just like with your experience, you weren't open to it, but. It's just undeniable. I think that maybe things I'd experienced prior to that, I just wrote off or ignored, or I don't have time for this shit. And I and I, I think ghosts. Maybe I'm judging by movies or whatever. But if you ignore them and don't care, uh, they maybe lose interest. Yeah, you I know? mean, there. It it seems that a lot of times. Well, I think that there's a lot of different kinds of ghosts, and I think there's a lot of ghosts for different reasons, but there are certainly types of ghosts that are kind of like, as performers, we can relate, where they're like, okay, well, no one's responding, yeah, so yeah. do I really want to keep doing that? Like, am I going to keep trying? I'm getting not- Haunting here is like doing crackers in Indianapolis. <laughs> it's just a ghost that used to be a comic. <laughs> you know, I'm Shecky Burfler. A lot of people don't remember me, but I ate it all over the Catskills. <laughs> and you- now I'm here trying to make another connection. You know, I, that's what I say about Hollywood ghosts, that they're a lot of them are just like looking for their 15 minutes, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, a lot of them died trying and they're they're out there trying to get seen in whatever way they can just a lot of floating angelines (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> Selling t-shirts. Ghost, that ghost Corvettes. Oh, God, she's still alive, isn't she? She has a lot. I, I love her. She's, I she's respect great. her. She's great. Uh, do, have you... Are you a comedy store person, or have you ever... I'm not, but man, that place has got to be haunted, right? It's the most. Don't they have a room, like a mafia hit room? This yes. is where we kill folks. That, well, they used to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we've had some people come on here talking about it. But yeah. Th- it's another one of those places like Buffalo Billiards, <laughs> which I, I love that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like that I where... I kind of just got it. <laughs> I'm like buffalo. Yeah, it's like a animal, and then billiards. Buffalo billiards. I I'm admitting that I didn't get it till now. <laughs> Damn it! But I do like to think of it as being owned by the man from yeah that movie um, with his tuck and his makeup. And just um, they give you lotion every time you get a drink. Yeah, we got to keep this soft. It's my job here. That and bar backing. I lotion up the lampshades. <laughs> but yeah, like like with that, um, the comedy store is like that where people kind of share stories and I've had this happen and that happen. And, yeah. And I think that's so validating when there's other people yeah. you know, that have experienced I it. think when I moved here, I also had a manager that's like, pick a place. You go to the improv or you become a comedy store guy. And he, at the time, you know, in 2003, I think there was more of a dark tough guy vibe for be- lack of a better explanation. Definitely. I don't know. When I went there, I was like... I I almost got in a argument like with the door guy. He was being a smartass. I'm like, oh, this is not a welcoming. It's not my vibe either. Yeah, and it was like dark, and and maybe added on to that was a layer of ghost ghostiness. Now it's a happier place, and a lot of my friends perform there, and I I do like it there more. It's just like, man, at this point in my career, do I want to? Start at uh, ground zero with a, but I, it is one of my resolutions to start going there and maybe yeah. just focus on the ghosts and <laughs> and not, uh, you know, Andrew Dice Clay uh, shouldering me in a hallway or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's. I think there's a lot of ghosts there that are, yeah, like mafia and yeah, who knows what. I mean, not a lot be- of happiness. Before it was a comedy, the comedy store. It was like. It was called Ciro's, and it was owned by the mob, from what I'm told. Yeah, that's And what it was I've... like a big performance, like Judy Garland and oh, Frank wow. Sinatra, like that kind of a place. Oh, wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. Justin Martindale came on here, and he had some spooky stories. Oh, he's there all the... Every time I'm there, I'm... Every time I've been there, I'm on a show with Justin, yeah. He's the best. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Do you, Wait, do you have any other stories? Uh, those are kind of other than, yeah, the voices in my head thing as a kid. I went to a Bible camp and swear that uh, all the kids sleeping, their their nose whistles as they slept became a symphony of Satan. A nose and, whistle uh, yeah, symphony. Yeah, a nose whistle symphony of Satan. And oh, I thought I heard a kid drowning and I just started crying and the, the nice, uh, you know, kid that was like, a counselor there was like, what's happening? I'm like, oh, I'm just hearing voices and I can hear people drowning. And he's like, ooh, this is something that, you know, they they had to have a special ceremony for me. I fell off the edge of a dock and my nipples ripped and I was bleeding and someone said it was stigmata because I had my hands. What, I, oh, it was wow. the most horrifying camp. And I it was all, I thought the devil was there, oddly. and ooh. And it was adults telling me that if I don't turn my parents Christian, 
they're going to go to hell. And I was 11 or 12, and uh, it was horrifying. My dad came to pick me up, in, and, and I immediately was atheists? crying. Yeah, and I was like, was my dad more. I think my mom picked it up, you know, when she was in AA, and I think that's when they talk about God as a thing, and she kind of kind of became more religious then. But no, yeah, they neither of them would I classify as religious. And, and what kind of religion was this again? This was, I mean, in retrospect, it had to be, it was very Bible-based. So Christian, yes, but evangelical as far as like their focus on Bible. Like we would go into this church and there was Bible drills and people are like, Okay, fine. First Corinthians or whatever, and a kid would whip right to it. Some girl in a wool skirt down to her ankles, and uh, I'm like, "Boy, I'm really bad at this. I've never cracked this book." I'm, oh, is this the King James? That's why I don't know it. I, I'm used to the uh, original. I like the blood and gore of the. Uh, I no, I don't belong here. Uh, I and that scared me, and then also my little. What I believe were child panic attacks uh, sounding like ghosts. That it was one of the worst experiences ever. Uh, and I and my parents, when they picked me up, I was just crying, telling them that they told me they're going to hell. And my dad turned around and I saw him outside the window, just yelling at the head pastor wow. there and his head was down he was like pointing to me and yelling at this guy and... but that's completely normal to them you yeah know, to tell people that they're going to hell yeah which you know the the bible is a very paranormal book yeah I mean, there's a lot of spooky paranormal stuff in there and you know where i'm at when it comes to religion is i don't necessarily believe in hell or the devil sure but like i believe in demons and like dark dark energy like if i can believe in a good ghost i should be able to sure. believe in you know yeah i think there are just it's like people you know there's good people and there's assholes and there's dead assholes also so You're, yes there uh, let's just the devil thing is such a played out word can we just call them dead assholes dead assholes <laughs> there's, yeah some dead asshole was floating above my bed <laughs> Could you be more specific? Oh, I suppose you want to hear the word demon. <laughs> he had horns and a goatee. <laughs> he looked exactly like Tim Curry in makeup. <laughs> but honestly, I know a lot of alive assholes with goatees and uh, Tim Curry played the devil in Legend. That wasn't a reference to Rocky Horror. Yes. <laughs> well, or it. See, now that's what I, th oh, I yeah, think yeah. about all the time. Like, well, I always reference cosplayers, but like, imagine like a spooky clown that died and becomes a ghost. The worst. They, you know, there's... Yeah, there was never a point in my life, all ghosts aside, that I didn't believe any stuffed clown will come and attack you and totally. will be under the bed. There yeah. was never a point, and still today, uh, yeah, clown, a clown toy of any kind? Yeah, it's over. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> Jack in the box, clown that pops up. <laughs> for the kid to play with, for yeah, your little yeah. friend. Okay, you want to hear some ghost voices? Uh, I do. Yeah, I do. I want right. to see if, and I'll just keep it, hear it through the cans here. Totally. Okay. It is time for EVPs. Or EV please. Do you know what an EVP is? Yes, uh, electronic uh, projection. 
uh, electronic vice principal. What did I say again? <laughs> I was wondering what you'd come up with. <laughs> electronic voice phenomenon. Phenomenon. Um, okay, so <laughs> what I do is I go to YouTube. I find ghost hunters that have caught EVPs. Sure. I want you to guess what the ghost hunter believes or what you think it's saying okay either way okay fun i went to your home state of montana that's right right yes missoula right yes okay i went to montana i don't believe this is in missoula but you know it says it's all it says is that it's in an old mine town is that a mine town no that would be butte probably okay or anaconda or any of the now defunct there's an anaconda yes Anaconda, Montana. Anaconda Mining Company. It's a super fun site. You can go there and golf on jet black sand traps. Is uh, Jennifer Lopez an ice cube? Is that where they made the movie Anaconda? Yeah, they, they <laughs> stuck to the, the original, and then they're like, someone's got to put a snake in this. This is boring. It's just everyone's dying of lung to, black lung, oh, no. and there being no jobs. It was too realistic the first time around. So <laughs> this was posted by M.T. Paranormal is the name on YouTube. Okay. And tell me what you believe this ghost okay. is saying. One more time, please. Uh, I I hear a solid baroomph. A baroomph? Uh, uh, or a baroomph mo- is on fire. Uh, gosh, can I hear it again? I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. It is the boom, right? That's the I'm picking. Well, actually, it's the first little part. It's okay. this part. Ooh. Oh, wow. I'm... It's hard to just pull something out of the air. Because it's a clicky. It's, it's like. It's a whisper. Okay. It's over. That's a good guess. Yeah. Is it A, pitch perfect? Maybe Oh, they just wanted to let people know that's their favorite movie of yeah, 2011. Yeah, yeah I heard uh, Bring It On. <laughs> <laughs> Is it B, it's perfect? Oh. C, you're terrific? Or D, my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. <laughs> that, that was the end part. I, <laughs> Wait, let's listen again. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, it is. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's so clicky, though. It is clicky. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think it's the whisper. It's it's perfect. (laughs) It's perfect. By the way, you're terrific and my anaconda don't want none. (laughs) And have you seen Pitch Perfect? (laughs) It's everything. Great film. (laughs) It's um. It's uh, what do you call that when a bunch of people sing without background music? Acapella. Oh right. Um, okay, here is another one from the same um, MT Paranormal, and it is in Bozeman, Bozeman, mm, yeah. Montana, at an old hotel. Okay. It's kind of a whisper. Okay. Wow. I'm home. Oh, good guess. Is it A, pickle? Oh, that. B, I'm cold. C, back off. Or D, right, right. The, the, can I hear it again? I'm home, yeah. 
I think it's pickle. Pickle. <laughs> it's a, they think it's back off. Wow. Back off. I don't know. Wait, what did you say? I'm did, home? Yeah, is that one of the options? Uh, no, it's get? not, but you oh. did that one, and I think it's good. I'm home. It's an old hotel, so maybe someone was like, I'm home, and then they yeah, died. Yeah. A light fixture <laughs> fell on them. Why are all these people living here? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, back off. Yeah, it was kind of there. Yeah, well... Who knows? Honestly, who knows? Like, they caught something for sure, and then it's just up to you to figure out what you think they said. Wow, yeah. It is it is clearly... That one does sound like a voice, though. That's scary. Would you go ghost hunting? Uh, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Let's go. I mean, do they have... Yeah. Oh, I know some places. Do Where professionals come with equipment? Well, yeah. I mean, is there ideally. a priest? No, <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> but um, I, I mean, it's. I, I kind of want to. I kind of want to learn. I'm not really sure, like, how to do all the toys and stuff and all the the gadgets. But I don't know. It ends up being a lot of just sitting around waiting. Right. Even on the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I had an old girlfriend, and and her, she nannied for this guy. The, the writer, the writer of uh, the I'm Dying Up Here, Dave Flabot. Oh. Dave Flabot, yeah. He, the book? He, the whole time her and I were together, we would hang out at his house a lot. He wrote on like Desperate Housewives and this show Dirt that uh, her, her and I broke up around the time that he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll write something for you on Dirt. Oh, shit. But that's not why I stay in relationships. Sure. And we're very close now. I love her. Uh, she's great. But uh, he was always talking about I want to write something about back when I did stand up at the comedy store. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then they were also writing some Ferrelli Brothers Three Stooges thing, which I think became a movie that wasn't I think it did. great. Uh anyway, they Dave and 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 Ashley would watch Ghost Hunters and and it, I would watch it. It was just always, I just remember it always being green screen footage of guys sitting in silence. And they were freaking out so scared. And that was a version of me that was like, come on, they aren't even doing anything. Well, yeah, but it goes back to what you were saying, the feeling. Yeah. You know, that's hard to capture on screen. Right. If it, you feel someone touching you in a room, you're going to freak out. But right. it's like at home, you're just like, okay. Yeah. And I when I said that... Uh, today, I I was thinking about that show. Like it's so hard to to show that feeling because that is what's scary about it, though. Because their reactions are convincing enough sometimes when they really are freaking out, and it's guys that are all serious that do this all the and time. They're and they're not actors. Like, we got to get out of here. We have well, let's leave. Like one of them will be like the sound guy or something. Like I'm a boom operator, man. I don't have time for this. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that was kind of scary based on... Well, anytime I see a, a reality show like that where the people seem so authentically scared or sad or whatever, I'm like, okay, they would have to be the best actor, highly trained, and we and have never booked anything. We've never seen right. them ever before if they were faking that. Right. When is Do You Need a Ride? I never know. I just wait until yeah. one day it pops up. Yeah, yeah. It'll be this Monday, and then you have to wait a Monday. It's like you have to keep track of your Mondays. It's every other, every other Monday. Every other Monday. It's yeah. my favorite. I love Thanks. it. Thank you so much for doing this. This was great. I had so much fun. I hope I didn't uh, dominate the conversation. No. Oh my God. It's perfect. That's what podcasts are. That's what it is. I don't know why I keep apologizing. <laughs> In 2020, I'm going to quit apologizing. And 
Also, keep an eye on the ghost for me and let me know if it comes back. You, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to set up cameras, but you are making me want to bring down that ironing board again. Just what, just what would happen? Yeah. Just see what would happen. Ooh, what if I laid a shirt on it and left the room and came in perfectly be, pressed? Yeah. He's a little ironing boy. That could be great. You could start a business. <laughs> you could do a uh, laundry business out of your home. Yeah. No touch ironing. Yeah. How does it work? Ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts. <laughs> little ghost baby. Talented child. Listen, it's not child labor if the child's dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get blisters on his fingers if they're invisible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but I kind of want him to open up that wall and let that ghost out uh, and have him be a correspondent. One of these days, I will get a haunted house correspondent that currently lives in a haunted house and can report back to us all of the craziness that happens with that. But until then, thank you for listening to the show. If you have a story, you can leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or you can give us five stars even if you don't have a story. You could also join our Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dressfiles, and there's a Facebook page. I have my own Facebook page. I'm on Instagram, at Roz Dressfiles, and Cameo, and Twitter, and all the places. Also, if you would like to see me in person... I will be at the world-famous Hollywood Improv on the 8th of February for my stand-up comedy show called Roz's Humor Hole with my best friend Sam Pancake and an incredible lineup of comedy uh, comedy uh, doers, a.k.a. comedians. And uh, I hope to see you there. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Stop it.